Welcome everyone to the Gravity Beard Podcast, your home for discussions and interviews with a variety of guests covering a wide range of topics. This is another installment of This Week Today, where we look back on this day in history, sports, entertainment, and more. Let's get started. This is the Gravity Beard Podcast. Hey everyone, I'm Toph. Uh, my regular co-host, Lord Saunders, is back with me today. How are you, sir? I am fabulous. How are you, sir? I'm great. We actually have a special treat today, as we are also joined by Donna Hume, one of the hosts of the Varmints podcast. Welcome, Donna. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. We're glad to have you. Uh, are you guys ready for another This Week Today? Let's do this. Ready. All right, let's jump uh, right in and look at the calendar of special days so everyone knows what to celebrate this week. Okay, so I apologize, but yesterday, this is what you could have celebrated if you wanted to. It was National Personal Chef Day. So Adam, I hope you did something nice for your personal chef. Perhaps you treated him like a human for the first time. I fired him because he was insubordinate and I thought that was annoying. So he is out of here. And I had to make myself breakfast today, and that sucked, but it's still... (laughs) You fired your personal chef on National Personal Chef Day? Yeah, you know, he was being rude, so I fired him. He told him no alfalfa on his sandwiches, and that was just... And it was it was kind of like a mix up because he was an alfalfa specialist, so it was it was doomed to fail from the beginning. Yeah, no oh, kidding. That was a, that was a terrible choice. Yeah, well, I don't know why you sad. chose him as your personal chef. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I want to say that this is also good news for anyone um, because today is National Get Out of the Doghouse Day, and I know Toph, this is your most celebrated day of the year because I'm pretty pretty sure you exist only in the doghouse. I'm in the doghouse almost full time. Right. Yeah, in order to get out of the doghouse, I'd have to quit podcasting. <laughs> Good news. So tomorrow is National Caviar Day. Ooh. So it's a luxury for most of us, and we may enjoy celebrating this. You, however, Adam, might be tired of it because you eat it every day. <laughs> you know, it does become tiresome when it's something that you eat all the time. Right. But what about Donna? I mean, isn't that... The salty fish egg is not on my menu. Regularly. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. You should put it on there more. <laughs> <laughs> I've had it. I like uh, well, the crackers okay. that came with it better. See, the, the crackers are delicious. But well, I tell you what, Donna, maybe you would like the next day because Wednesday is both National Daiquiri Day and National Hot Dog Day. Yeah, it is. I can do both of those so at I think the same should, time. I think that we should make this more efficient and put the hot dog in the daiquiri. <laughs> no, I'm not on board with that, but I'll, I can definitely see having both at the same time. Okay, so separate but equal. Okay, so Thursday is National Moon Day. Adam, any thoughts on space travel or the moon? Well, I'm a big Doctor Who fan, and it was a fantastic episode with Martha Jones' companion, and they went to the moon. So I'm going to celebrate that as a Doctor Who celebration day. That's just what I'm going to do with that. And also the tides and the werewolves and all those kinds of things. But yeah, of course, of course. Donna, any any thoughts or opinions on space or the moon? Uh, I'd like to thank the moon for keeping our planet having tides and stuff. So, yeah, the moon is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to mark Donna down as a fan of the moon. <laughs> I am a fan of the moon. I like it for providing light when it's dark. That's nice. That's a nice benefit. Friday the 21st is National Junk Food Day. So I'm hitting the jackpot on my week today 
because I pretty much eat junk food all the time. Okay, so Saturday, our last day of celebration, has two opportunities to celebrate. One is National Rat Catcher's Day. This is to commemorate the story of the Pied Piper of Hamlin. And the second celebration I like a lot more, and that's National Hammock Day. Now, um, I am in favor of this because I like the idea of having a lazy Saturday laying around. However, I'd like to issue a controversial opinion that hammocks might be overrated. Ooh, that's a bold statement, friend. You better defend that claim. I think I agree with you. Let's see what your reasons are. Okay, so so this is why I think that hammocks might be overrated and might actually be a total beatdown instead. <laughs> one is, one is, I think I'm genetically designed to stay indoors. That's just me personally. <laughs> I oftentimes refer to myself as an avid indoorsman. <laughs> I'm an indoorsman. I love that. <laughs> yeah, and so um, so that's the first reason. But then the second reason is, if I'm just going to lay around on a Saturday, I'd rather do it in front of a giant flat screen sitting in a Lazy Boy. Which yeah. I think is much, much better than a, than a hammock, honestly. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Those are all good reasons. Donna, yeah. you, you agree? Um, yeah, I agree with a lot of those reasons. I do like the idea of a hammock, of sitting outside, maybe you want to listen to your podcast or something and just kind of relax in the hammock. What kind of bugs me about the hammock is that it's not super comfortable. And, uh, I mean, it seems like it should be, but it's a sling. So it's like, eh. You know, it's not great support, maybe, and I mean, I just don't think they're that comfortable. Are we are we ready to move on to uh, some things that happened this week in history? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's move on to this week in history. All right. <clears throat> so I want to say that this is pretty cool um, because I'm a huge Tombstone fan to start off, which led to my uh, history interest. But in 1879, uh, Doc Holliday kills for the first time. He killed a man for shooting up his Mexico saloon. Did you know, though, that he only engaged in eight shootouts in his life, and it has only been verifi- verified that he killed two men, and this was the first one. I although find that was, shocking. I, it's, it's pretty kind of fascinating, isn't it? And although he was known as a feeler's gunslinger, he was originally a dentist from Atlanta. So mm-hmm. That is true. I mean, he moved west because he got tuberculosis. That's right, hoping the dry climate would ease his tuberculosis. That's right. I'm your huckleberry. Yeah, I'm your Huckleberry. And I love that line in, in Tombstone where she says, but Wyatt has lots of friends. And he says, well, darling, I don't. <laughs> I absolutely love that movie. I have no idea how much of his lines in Tombstone are, are genuine. I imagine not very many of them. But yeah, he's a real interesting character. And he died here in Colorado. You know, this is an interesting week because in 1944, uh, there was an assassination plot against Hitler and it failed. Among, among several of them. But that's okay because in 1945, the atomic bomb was successfully tested, and we all know what happened after that. So, one way yeah, or the other, <laughs> Hitler had hit, met his end in the 41 and 44 years, respectively. So, in 1935, this week, uh, the world's first parking meter was installed. Okay, so in 1955, <laughs> Disneyland opened, and uh, Disney World opened 16 years later, uh, on October 1st, 1971, for the you Disney fans out there. Well, we all know that Disney World kicks Disneyland's ass. I mean, that just goes without saying. Yeah, so if they went into the octagon, Disney World would totally clean up Disneyland. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Moving right along past the awesomeness of Disney World to a much more macabre fat fact. In 1991, the cannibal and serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer was caught. 
And I, th I'm still fascinated by that case. It is really weird. It was really super weird. grody. <laughs> okay, so in 1999, JFK Jr. was killed in a plane crash. I remember that. So can I share a personal note related to that event? As long as it doesn't make the edit. <laughs> <laughs> Did you sabotage his plane? Uh, close. Uh, one of my friends from college was JFK Jr.'s flight instructor. No uh -oh. kidding. Wow. That is the truth. So, and, and this is this is interesting because the quote from the article that, where this note came from for this episode, a quote in the article on this story says, with about 300 hours of flying experience, Kennedy took off from Essex County Airport in New Jersey and flew a single-engine plane into a hazy, moonless night. He had turned down an offer by one of his flight instructors to accompany him, saying he wanted to do it alone. And guess who that flight instructor was? Oh my goodness. No kidding. My friend from college. <laughs> that That's is incredible. Crazy. Now, uh, yeah, and, and I'll tell you, the same guy lived in Manhattan and was standing in a downtown street when the planes hit the World Trade Center. No. Wow. Yep. Well, he has an interesting aviation history. Yeah, he does. And and now and now he lives in Park City, Utah. Doing what? Not aviation? Yeah, staying, staying way <laughs> far away from airplanes. <laughs> Living in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> Living in the wilderness and not using an airplane. Right. <laughs> walking right. everywhere. Because walking is still safer than flying, I think. Right. So, so much safer. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, it's time for the news. So today's story, the headline is, Customer Microwaves Urine at 7-Eleven, Microwave Explodes. Oh no, what, oh, my God, that's disgusting. So here's the story, folks. Some poor beleaguered souls working at, at a 7-Eleven in Oregon were just trying to serve up some big gulps and hot dogs when their microwave suddenly exploded. They called the cops, and when the proper authorities ch checked out the situation, they didn't find a bomb. Instead, they, they say it was a container that contained a urine sample. Oh, my God. Were they trying to heat it up to, like, pass a drug test? Ah. So according to a local Beaverton, Oregon news station, the cops evacuated the convenience store and brought the explosives unit. After careful inspection, they determined that a urine sample had been wrapped in a hand warmer and was being heated in the microwave by someone who'd fled the scene. So, Adam, police believe the person, person we were looking for were on their way to a drug test and popped into the store. <laughs> oh, my oh, my God. God. So it says, to heat so up a sample of microwaves and hand warmers aren't a good mix. The fabric pouch, and, and I didn't I didn't really think too much about hand warmers until I read this article, but it says the fabric pouch of a hand warmer contains iron powder. Basically, a hand warmer heats up through the chemical reaction that causes oxidation of the iron. Police plan to check the security cameras to find their suspect. That person better hope they weren't scheduled for a drug test by, by the government because that would really narrow down the list of potential perpetrators. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what an idiot. <laughs> oh, so funny. And there you go. That's today's news story. But wow. why not just use your own microwave? That's what I want to know. See, that, I think that's the key right there, Donna. Why did you not use the, your own microwave? That's so strange. Well, that, that's what our news stories are all about. 
to expose the strange. <laughs> now, now Adam knows this because we've done a few uh, episodes, but regrettably, we almost always run out of time, right? We never get to all of the articles we want to read. That's correct. And so, so this week... It's no different. <laughs> here's a, brace, brace yourself. Here's a story with a headline that we're not going to get to, and that story reads, Tainted Jacksonville Buffet Blamed for Diarrhea Incident at Strip Club. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it needs any explanation. That's perfect just the way it is. <laughs> I, I agree with that. Yeah, it's story done. <laughs> story done. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so my apologies to our faithful listeners, but we will not get to, we will not get to the diarrhea at the strip club story this this week. Yeah, I'm kind of more concerned about with the aftermath. You know, like I mean, did they close the store? How many people got infected? Oh how you know? How did that go in the champagne room? There's so many questions. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> exactly. exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> There's so much there. There's so much there. Dang it. Oh, my gosh. Well, my apologies, but but all you can do as the listener is hope that we get to it in a future episode. Uh, you, fingers crossed, listeners. We can do this. Shall we move on to birthdays? I think we yeah. have to. Okay, so on this very day, July 17th, German's own David Hasselhoff turned 65. Don't hassle the Hoff. It's his birthday, folks. Darn right. Germans love David Hasselhoff. So, of course, David Hasselhoff uh, is, is an actor most famous for the TV show Knight Rider and Baywatch, among other things. He's also famous for a video his daughter made of him eating a hamburger directly off the floor while he was almost passed out drunk. <laughs> right. <laughs> I remember that. Poor guy. <laughs> yes. So, speaking of icons, uh, and I know, Toph, this is one of your heroes, but uh, on July 18th, Vin Diesel will turn 50. So Howard Schultz uh, has a birthday on Wednesday. Howard Schultz turned 64, and as CEO and founder of Starbucks, he's convinced the entire planet to overpay for coffee. Agreed. Good for him. Agreed. Yeah, no kidding. I wish that I had convinced everybody to overpay for coffee. I used to enjoy my little lattes on the steps of the first Starbucks ever when I was living in Seattle. Cool. No clue, ex- no clue that it was going to be like a worldwide phenomenon. <laughs> Now, now there's like 35,000 of them. Yeah. That's insane. That's totally insane. <laughs> there's a whole heck of a lot of Starbucks, let's just say that. I mean, I'm just waiting for there to be a Starbucks in the bathroom of a Starbucks at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I got to be honest, though, when I travel, and I, you know, again, I frequently travel, the that was douchey. <laughs> I, I look I look for that Starbucks logo like a beacon in the night. I mean, I'm just tired. I, I, I find it because all I ever want is a cup of coffee, right? That's, that's what I want, a cup of coffee. Okay, well, on Friday, David Spade turns 53, and we all know him from Saturday Night Live and such films as Tommy Boy and etc. And The Emperor's New Groove. That's probably oh, one of my favorites. Oh, he was so favorites. good in Emperor's New Groove. I love that movie so much. He's hilarious. He's really funny. I'm yeah. a huge David Spade fan. Yeah, me too. Always have been. Is that going to make the edit? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was like so harsh and cold. <laughs> hey, listeners, if you're looking for a reason why 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 this team, this, if you're looking for a reason why this show might break up, you just heard it, that one little nugget. <laughs> it's great. Oh it's the first fissure. It's the first fissure of the end. 
Because Adam's getting real attitudinal. The straw that back was when he actually gave him like a certificate to an alfalfa sprouts store, and that was it. <laughs> You're just never the same on this episode of Behind the Podcast. Well, let's, let's cover up that awkward moment, and, uh, and we're all going to celebrate on Friday Alex Trebek's birthday, who turned 77. Oh, mm-hmm. man. That was cla- he was classically parodied in Saturday Night Live. Yeah, one of the best ever. So, uh, of course, he is the host of Jeopardy. And in my opinion, considering he holds the answers in his hand, is he not the most arrogant guy on television? <laughs> yes, totally. That's so true. Yes, true. <laughs> oh, my God. I hadn't put that, to, that together, and that's so true. <laughs> I'll take well really done, freaking sir. old for 200. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll take anal bum covers. <laughs> 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 oh, that's awesome. And uh, to add to classics, uh, Willem Dafoe turns 62 this week. And I think that is awesome because Boondock Saints is one of my all-time favorite movies. And he acted his butt off in that movie. Okay, well, uh, let's move on. Uh, unfortunately, we've discovered that the amazing fact generator seems to be broken beyond repair. Dang it. Oh, no. I know, I know. So, we're turning to another source of random fun. Uh, it comes courtesy of CelebrityNetWorth.com, which, uh-huh. is the we- which is the website future billionaires read every day. They also have a random button, and so what we're going to do is we're going to push that, and it's going to randomly generate the net worth of a celebrity. You guys ready? Let's do it. Sure. Uh, actually, Adam, why don't you go first? All right, I'm hitting the button now. So, today... For the net worth generator, Tom DeLonge. I don't know if I'm saying that right. DeLong, DeLonge. He's the lead singer singer and guitarist for Blink-182. 41 years old. Anybody want to guess his net worth? A lot. Don, I want you to guess. I want you to guess Tom DeLonge's net net worth. <laughs> I've got it right in front of my face on the show notes, so I'm not. Donna, never mind. That. Never mind. <laughs> Nobody can guess. I'll tell you, it's eighty million dollars. And I gotta say, I love it when musicians are worth tens and tens of millions of dollars because good. Yeah, good that's really great. Good for him. Uh, I'm also gonna use this as an opportunity to make sure that I'm gonna etch in my brain that if I have another guest on, that I send them the completely redacted copy of our notes. Yes. <laughs> that will not. Okay. Be I'm, I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna hit the button next. Here we go. Go for it. Okay, do you guys recognize the name James Best? Not even in the slightest. Donna, do you recognize James Best? Mm Mm-mm. So he's the actor best known for playing Roscoe P. Coltrane on the TV show Dukes of Hazzard. Oh! Oh, Nice. (laughs) (laughs) So James Best is about to turn 91 years old. Good Lord. He's still alive? That's crazy. I would like both of you to guess... What, what James Best's net worth is. I'm going to say $25 million. Donna, what do you think James Best's net worth is? I don't know. $100 million. Okay. Play the womp womp music because his net worth is $500,000. Hey, you know, you made it to 90 with 500 grand in the bank after being a hit years and years ago. That's not bad. So this is where I'm going to insert later. I'm going to insert the Price is Right uh, sound that goes bump, 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 bump. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's finish up with the joke of the day. 
This okay. better be good. Okay, so here's today's joke of the day. Yeah, it's a bit of a long one, but it pays off in the end. It's Game 7 of the NBA Finals, and a man makes his way to his seat at center court. He sits down and notices that the seat next to him is empty. He leans over and asks his neighbor if someone is sitting sitting there, and he responds, no, the seat is empty. The first man exclaims, what? Who in their right mind would, would have a, a seat like this for the NBA Finals and not use it? The neighbor responds, well, the seat is, the seat is mine, but my wife passed away, and this is the first NBA Finals we haven't been to together. The first man responds, Oh wow, I'm, I'm really sorry to hear that. Wasn't wasn't there anyone else, a friend, relative that could take that seat? And the neighbor responds, "No, they're all at the funeral." Hey Adam, is there anything you'd like to promote before we go? Yes, please. You can find me and my audio editing services for anybody's podcast at thelordsaunders.com. That can also be reached at Twitter, uh, on Facebook, and on. Instagram at the Lord Saunders. And I would like to definitely shout out a couple of things. Number one is the underdogs podcast um, group on Facebook. Tofi have done an amazing job with this group and I have found so many great podcasts uh, through it. And I will name one, um, which would be the blood drawn chronicles. Uh, We were speaking with Michael, the writer today. He's a great guy. And the show is just very, very compelling story, a very interesting twist on vampires. I'm very about the fictional narrative and that kind of stuff. He's done a really, really great job. And I would like to shout out also the Ostium podcast, um, another kind of a sci-fi-ish um, story, just very well told and very, very compelling story. So those are my shout outs and my promotions. And as usual, I would like to shout out the Avoid Being Hated podcast as well. Cool. Yeah, those are all great. Thanks for doing that. Uh, Donna, tell us about you, what you want to promote, and tell us about the Varmints Podcast. Uh, The Varmints Podcast is an education-slash-comedy podcast that's all about animals uh, that are taught to you by two non-animal experts named Paul and me, Donna. And it's a lot of fun, so check us out at blazingcariboustudios.com slash shows slash varmints. And for myself, I would like to advertise my portfolio, if I can, on Adobe. You can find me at dystopiatinyrage.myportfolio.com, and that's dystopia spelled with an I instead of a Y. Um, My portfolio is there, and I am available for hire. Super cheap. (laughs) And you will love my work, I promise. Yeah, that's great. Donna is a very talented graphic designer, so please look her up. Thank you. Okay, so we'll we'll wrap up with this. Uh, Find This Week Today on Twitter by searching at ThisWeekPod. Our theme song is Sophomore Makeout by Silent Partner. Their stuff can be found on the YouTube audio library. All the other music and sound effects can also be found on YouTube. You've been listening to This Week Today on the Gravity Beard podcast. It's what your ears will want to be listening to. 